Hey, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Stacy Sarton, and happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. That's the title of the new devotional, the best one you'll ever read. It's available on Amazon.com and at PastorStacySarton.com. Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday, S-O-N-D-A-Y. Why is every day Sunday? Because he woke us up this morning and his face is shining on us right now. And that's why we're smiling. That's why we're feeling so good. That's why we're blessed. And that's why I love you. And hopefully you love me back. What the book says today, the happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. Good book. It says no matter what we hold on to or how firm our stance, wind is strong enough to knock us down and blow us away. Yet we can't see it. Likewise, if we don't honor and stand for God, no matter how firm our stance in the things we have, God is strong enough to knock us down and blow it all away. Yet not everyone can see that either. So don't be blown away with things. Honor and stand for God. That's what we all should be doing because we can all be knocked down. And that's why we all have each other. That's why I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, if you got knocked down, I would pick you up. No, it's not about me. That's not my heart. That's the heart of God. That's the one he placed in me. And hopefully you have the same one. That's the heart that the Good Samaritan had that Jesus was talking about in Luke chapter 10. There's a story in there, uh, verses 25 through 37, where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And uh, as usual, one of the lawyers or scribes in the crowd is trying to kick the tires. So Jesus rolling the town and Jesus is saying a lot of holy things and seems pretty powerful. And so the lawyer wants to kick the tires like we do today to check and see, hey, how full is this guy and what is he full of? So he gets up and he tempts Jesus saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, what's written in the law? What's written in the book? What's written in your Bible? You know, what do you read? And he answering said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And Jesus said unto him, well, well, that's right. Do this and you'll live. But willing to justify himself, the scribe said to Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus said, eh, a certain man went down from Jerusalem. Jesus is so cool. He just jumps right into a story. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place and came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Sheesh. But a good Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the next day, when he left, he took out two pence, that's the money they spent, the money they had, and gave them to the host at the end and said, take care of them. And whatever you spend more, when I come back, I'll repay you. Now, which one of these three, said Jesus, do you think was neighbor to the man who fell among the thieves? And the scribe said, the lawyer said, well, he, the one that showed the mercy. And Jesus said to him, go and do thou likewise. As in, hey, that story answered your question. Oh, I love Jesus. He is so cool. And what Jesus was trying to point out to this scribe, this lawyer, the man who writes the law, so he should know the law, 
instead of asking Jesus, how do you inherit eternal life? Well, read what you've been writing. Um, so thanks for admitting that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So he put the first uh, step forward that we should all put forward. When we don't know what we don't know, and that's nothing, we should all be stepping towards Christ. Because what Christ is trying to say is we should be loving each other and we should be loving our neighbor. And our neighbor is whoever needs our help. That's what makes us neighbors in the kingdom of God, our service towards each other, our helping each other. We don't live in, in, in physical buildings next to each other in the kingdom of God. We live in a mansion of service, a mansion of help, a mansion of love, a mansion of forgiveness, a mansion of peace, a mansion of unity, a mansion of connection to others. We live in a place where we're in service to one another. And those are our homes. And that's what makes us neighbors. You know who the biggest tire manufacturer is in the world? Yeah, not Goodyear. No, not Michelin. Not U.S. Tire. Not even Pirelli. Not even close. It's Lego. Lego is the leading tire manufacturer in the world. They produce over 306 million mini tires a year. Okay, okay, okay. They're fake tires and not real tires. But what I'm trying to get across is that fake tires are the biggest line of tires produced. They never appear to go flat. They always look fresh, full, and new, but they aren't real. They're for play. And the reason I'm bringing up fake tires and I went that roundabout way to point out something, that there are a lot of fake believers being produced today too. The religion that we, we, we teach and we learn today, it's not as pure and it's not as true to what it's supposed to be. And now we're ending up with a lot of fake so-called Christians. I'm saying they're so-called Christians because you're not a real Christian if you're not filled with the Spirit. But a lot of us are saying that we're Christians, but we're not filled with the Spirit. Because if you're filled with the Spirit, then you have love for one another. Because the Spirit will be reminding you that that is the number one commandment from Jesus Christ. Love the Father and love one another. And everything else hangs on that. But we have fake believers who have been taught all these other things about what's on the outside and, and, and prosperity on the outside. And there's not a lot of talk about putting things on the inside and making sure that the Holy Spirit is on the inside. So they end up producing these, these churches and these teachers, all of these fake tires. They always look fresh. They always try to look happy, always try to look like everything is going great. They always talk like they're full of the Spirit. They always look full of the Spirit. Everything seems new, 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 new. But they aren't real. Just like those Lego tires. They're for play. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, again, I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I don't want you to, to, to be running around for play saying you're a Christian and not being, saying you're fake and not being. There's a, a special type of tire called run-flat tires. BMW is the uh, one tire, uh, one car company that uses it uh, mostly. Um, but run-flat tires can go up to 50 miles after, getting, uh, uh, after losing all of the air. 50 miles. Uh, and, and if, if you're going 50 miles an hour. If you're going less than 50 miles an hour, you can get even more mileage. Some say even up to 100 miles an hour, uh, 100 miles. How can a run flat tire continue to run with no air in it? Well, it's built differently. It's built with thicker tire walls. And because the tire walls are thicker, they're able to support the weight of the car. And they can support it for only so long, though. 
after about 50 miles at that speed, then the heat and all of that will weaken the walls. The heat of the, the friction and the turning of the tires will weaken the, the walls of the tire. And then the weight of the car will cause the tire to collapse. If you're going slower than 50 miles an hour, then obviously the heat would be less and you'd be able to go a little farther because the strength of the tire would hold up a little longer. But in either case, the weight of the car would eventually, and, and, and the heat of the, the, the turning would eventually weaken these tires. That's what it does. And they go flat. And I'm talking about that because we have a lot of run flat Christians today. They, they, they say that they're, they're, they're full of the spirit. And they, they say that they love God, but whenever there's a situation that, you know, seems to be, you know, things are going flat or or they, they feel empty, then, <clears throat> then then they show their true, true nature. And what happens is they start to, 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 to run down. They start to, to, to go flat after so long. They're, they're temporary, so to speak. They look fresh. They look new and, and, and they look like they can hold the weight of things. But then after a while, they'll get a little farther down the road in their, in their, their path to righteousness, and, and they'll show that they're, they're not loving others, that they don't care for anyone but themselves, that they don't have this great love for God that they profess. And the weight of life collapses them. The heat of the situations that they and the circumstances that they go through causes them to collapse and give up the, the, the faith that they claim to have at first. Those are run-flat Christians. And I'm bringing that up because I'm asking you to examine yourself to take a look and say, hey, do I have the spirit or am I a run flat Christian? Am I a Lego tire? Am I really loving God or do I, or if I saw my brother sitting on the side of the road, would I walk right past him? Because there was a priest who walked right past this, this, this poor guy who had been robbed and stripped naked and left on the side of the road to die. And a priest is walking down that way. A priest who's supposed to take care of folks. Who's a, his business is about you know looking uh, for others. And, and, and he's supposed to know the law, to love others. And he crosses the street. And then a Levite, who's an assistant to a priest, who takes care of the, the church, took care of the temple and things like that, and assisted the priest. He's supposed to know these things. And what does he do? He comes up to the man and, and looks at the situation and then walks away. And so here you have a Samaritan who's you know, thought of as a half-breed by the Jews, and they didn't even associate with these folks. But the Samaritan comes over to someone who would even, wouldn't even associate with him. And he starts to help him and he starts to and he takes him to an end and he, he gives of his own and, and he puts him on his own beast and, and, and does all of these great things in love for him. And so Jesus says that's his neighbor. His neighbor isn't the one who's connected to him by by the religion or, or even by family or custom or culture. Neighbor is the person who helps. Neighbor is the person who loves. The kingdom of heaven is made up of love and people who love one another and love God. Those are the neighbors, and those are the ones that Jesus is saying to love, that we should love and, and be loved by and show love to. Love your neighbor. Love everyone. Again, I'm saying these things because I don't want you to be a Lego tire. I don't want you to be a run-flat Christian. There are some things in this world that you don't want to do, and that's run-flat. You want to be able to know whether or not you have the spirit in you. And the way to find out whether you have the spirit in you is to pray. Just like you check your tires with a prayer gauge, you check your, your, yourself with, a, uh, with prayer. We examine ourselves is what we're told to do. That's what Paul said to do, examine ourselves. He would tell all the churches that. 
Examine yourselves and make sure that Christ is in you. And how do you do that? You pray. You pray to the Father in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ, and you pray about your actions, and you reflect upon yourself, and you reflect upon his command to love him and love others. And as you pray in that spirit, as you pray reflecting upon those commands, then the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things that Christ has said, will give you clarity upon those things. And as you look upon your life and your actions with the clarity of the Holy Spirit, you'll see whether or not those actions are in your words and your thoughts are in line with what the with what Jesus has commanded and what the spirit is suggesting and reminding us of. So we use prayer as a tool of self-examination, prayer and meditation on the word of God. And as we read the word of God, we see where our missteps are. We see where our lives don't align with what we're reading, with what the spirit is revealing to us. There's a spirit of discernment during prayer about yourself that spreads and expands and opens up. It's like looking in a mirror as opposed to just trying to think about what you had on or or looking down at yourself. A mirror gives you a better view. A mirror gives you a full and complete view. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do. It'll give you a full and complete view rather than just casually thinking, hey, am I doing the right thing and all of that? No, close your eyes, meditate, put everything out. Pull the word and the spirit of God into your into your forethought and sit there and rest in those things and stir them up. And the spirit will stir up things in you and it'll let you know. Because 60% of drivers, according to some surveys that I, I was reading and studying this, say they don't know how to change a flat tire. And 62% of dri- drivers would rather do something uh, uh, some other unpleasant activity than change a flat tire. So what does that say to me? That most people... They don't even know how to pray. They don't even know how to examine themselves. They don't even know how to look and see if things are wrong spiritually with themselves and then change those things. They have no idea how to do do that. So what do they do? They stay flat. They continue to live flat lives. They continue to do flat things. They continue to have a flat love. They continue to, 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 to basically flat line. And then 62 saying that they would rather do some other unpleasant activity than change a flat tire. That tells me that most people would rather sit there and just cry about it than pray. Most people would just rather sit there and just be miserable in the situation than pray. Most people would rather just, you know, be sick, be broke, be hurt, be all of these awful and more unpleasant activities than change themselves and pray and find out what's wrong and change themselves. Maybe they're willing to pray, but they're not willing to go into the prayer, hear and see what's wrong, and then complete the act of making the change through the spirit and the strength of Christ Jesus. Because you can do all things through Christ because he strengthens you. So if you pray in his name and you find out things that need to be done, especially about yourself and your spirit that he's asking you to do, then he'll strengthen you to do these things. But people will still say, oh, I can make it. Oh, I'll just keep going. Oh, you know, sometimes I have to cry, you know, and and, and they'll accept, you know, defeat. They'll they'll accept uh, uh, poverty and and lack when crisis says, I've come to, to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And that includes prosperity in all things. But some will just say, I'm okay, I can make it. Why? Because it's possible to run on empty. It's possible to be running on empty and think you're okay, to be on fumes and just think that everything is fine. Because when you're driving a car, it's running fine until it starts to go. 
because it's gotten down to those fumes. And when it gets down to those fumes, there's a point where it won't go any further. And so you can run on fumes, but you're not going to continue to run on those things. And, and, and so that's why I'm saying that we should can make sure that we're checking ourselves. We should be looking internally and saying, hey, am I full here? Do I have what, I, what it takes to go forward? Do I have enough air in this tire to, for, for me to, to, to continue this, 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 this trip that I need to make? So learn how to change your tire. And the first thing you got to do to change the tire is you got to take the lug nuts off, right? If you're changing a real tire, because that's how tires are connected to the car. And thank God they're connected on there. And those lug nuts, those, those bolts keep those tires on there tight so they don't come off when you're driving. But you know what? If the tire needs to be changed, then you got to take off the lug nuts. And sometimes some of the lug nuts holding on our tires need to be taken off and replaced because some of the lug nuts are, are, are things that we shouldn't have on in the first place, things that are holding us uh, to things that, that holding things onto us that, that we shouldn't have, flat, dead things. We've got friends who are, you know, uh, acting as lug nuts and, and they're keeping these flat things in our lives attached to us. You know, we got friends who, you know, we over drink with and over smoke with and over party with and do all of these things in excess with that, that cause trouble and problems in other areas of our lives. And, and if it weren't for those friends, then, you know, we could change that part of ourselves. We can easily say, hey, I'm going to stop doing that. But these friends with their suggestions and, and again, uh, with just some of the things that friends do, uh, they'll keep us locked on to those things. I mean, all of these different things, our anger, jealousy, envy. I mean, you can go on and on with the, the types of wickedness. You know, all of these things are lug nuts. And so the first thing we have to do is in our prayer, as we see these things, as we identify, okay, how to change this tire, we see what's wrong. So how do I change this tire? Oh, I need to take off these lug nuts. We identify these lug nuts, and then we start to take the lug nuts off. We start to remove those things through the power of the Holy Spirit. As we take off these things that have been holding us to sin, as we take off these things through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is like that lug nut remover, that wrench, we're taking off these things and that flat tire starts to get loose enough for us to actually grasp what we've been doing and remove these things from our lives, remove all of these flat things. And once we remove all of these flat things, we can put new things on. What new things? The new creatures that we have become in Christ Jesus. We can become those new things in ourselves, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We can change all four tires in the unity that we have in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We can become a new person. All things become new. Why? Because we hear the Lord now and we've picked up ourselves. And so what do we do once we get those lug nuts off? Well, we had to take the lug nuts off before we lifted the car off the ground. Because if you try to take the lug nuts off of a tire uh, after you lift the, 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 the car off the ground, the tire will continue to spin because the lug nuts won't have any traction. And so what the Lord is saying is that, hey, come to me. And when you come to me, pray and confess and repent. And repentance is what will actually take off the lug nuts. The repentance will actually loosen all of these things so that you can make the change. This repentance is being done through the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is helping turn this wrench thing for you. So you're doing that in his power. You're taking off these lug nuts in yourself, taking off those worldly ways. And once you get those worldly ways loose, then you jack up. Then you take the Holy Spirit and jack up the car, right? Then you take the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit lifts up Jesus. And Jesus says, if I be lifted up, then I'll draw all men unto me. And so as the Holy Spirit reminds us of the words of Jesus and gives us the power to, to, to repent and change, then it also lifts up Jesus in our minds and our hearts. And just like the car is lifted up, and because the car is connected, the tire is connected to the car, then the, the, the tire is lifted up. And because the Holy Spirit is lifting up Jesus Christ in us, then as Jesus Christ is lifted up in us, then we're connected to that. Christ Jesus in us. And so we're lifted up. And when we're lifted up now with the repentant sins, then that old life we're able to take off and we're able to renew ourselves in the spirit, renew our minds and put on a new tire, put on a new life, put on a new man, a new woman. And we can walk in, in Christ then. And what do we do? We put on new lug nuts now. We put on new lug nuts and things that will hold us to Christ. So now we join a church, right? Now we find a pastor, right? Now we find friends in, in, in Christ, right? And now we, we, we have a prayer hour. We, we find different things in the Lord that will hold us to our commitment and our vow. So I can go on and on and on about, you know, uh, uh, helping others and blessing others. And, and, because once we're changed, once we know how to change a tire, then anytime we see somebody by the side of the road, we can go over there, like Jesus is saying to do, to our neighbor and in service, in, our, our, in the mind that Christ had, we can pull over and we can say, hey, I know how to change a tire. I changed my tire. And we can speak to all the tools we use the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and we can talk about um, how, you know, the Lord lifted us and how the Spirit lifts the Lord. And we could talk about the repentance and the removal of sin through the Holy Spirit. And so we can bless our neighbors who are down and out instead of driving past them, instead of gawking or, or pulling out a phone and, and trying to video someone in their despair or some, some shameful moment by the side of the road in their lives, we can look and say, hey, I'm here to help you, neighbor, because I love you. When we bless others, we're blessed ourselves and seeing what God can and will do. And we're encouraged and inflated in the anointing of Christ. That's how we stay filled with the Spirit. That's how we keep our tires filled with air. So keep your tires filled with air. Keep the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Trust God and love and help others every single chance you get. Because when you do that, you're loving your neighbor and you're building your home in heaven. As a matter of fact, you're making it right here, a heaven on earth. I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday. Hey, listen to me every Sunday at 1145, streaming live on Facebook Live, New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan. On Facebook, it's New Jerusalem Baptist Church, Detroit. Facebook Live, 1130. I'm Pastor or Stacey Sarden. The name of the book is Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. Go out and get this book. It's on Amazon uh, and it's at www.pastorstacysarden.com. I love you so much. Peace and love. Happy Sunday.